notification. You hear that? That's your notification for a new episode of The Love Fix with your hosts, Uncle Miggy and Hot Mama, the brother-sister duo that covers sex, dating, and all things in between. We're not your therapists. But after spilling the tea from your latest date, we'll leave you feeling validated. So find your sweet spot and get ready to treat yourself to some good sexual healing. Hey, we're back for another episode of The Love Fix. It's episode number six. I always seem so unsure, but it's episode six, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's episode six. (laughs) All right. Well, you heard that. We got your favorite host in the building, Uncle Miggy. How are you? What's up? I'm good. How are you? You know, I'm doing great. It's your girl, Hot Mama, as usual, uh, bringing us into this shit. Another shit show. Here we go. (laughs) I don't know. I think that um, the shit show is uh, not with Stan the Gay Man. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I was just referring to myself as the shit show then. Here we go. (laughs) I guess to start off, sister, like uh, this weekend, I got to see you in person. So that was nice. Um, I caught up with mom and listened to her uh, about the, she was listening to our show. Oh, uh, (laughs) I know. So mom's listening. Hi, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) A little bit, but Hey, she's getting to know us in a new way. Um, She said something about uh, one of her friends wanting to us to have like a, a straight older person perspective. Yeah, thumbs down. <laughs> what do you what do you think about that, sister? You know, I think that there are so many, um, and I'm gonna do like the air quotations, uh, straight perspectives out there that this doesn't necessarily need to be that, right? Like, let's just keep it gay as fuck the way that we've been doing it. Like, um, I think that there's a lot to pull from these not so straight uh, relationships and dating things that we've been on, right? Like, I think that it really aligns a lot that whether they're straight, um, gay, pansexual, whatever, like a relationship is a relationship. (laughs) Yes. And so um, what I say to that is find another podcast that has your (laughs) audience. Uh, We're unapologetically gay as fuck. And um, we're going to keep going that way. Um, and we tried our best to bring a good balance, but I feel like even the people we thought were straight are not straight. <laughs> hey, who's really straight nowadays, though? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know. But, but you, you said it right. Uh, like, a relationship is a relationship. So uh, our intention here is to bring that to light and then kind of like share how no matter what you are, what you identify as, uh, you're going to be going through the same things in relationships. And so if you stick around and you can deal with our gay asses (laughs) and you'll learn some stuff. Yes. Yes. Very much. So (laughs) I I don't know. I just, uh, I think that there's so much to learn from like every relationship that is like, why would we want to limit ourselves to just one type of relationship, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, and then, okay, so, and then. Well, thanks for listening um, though too, right? Like, thanks for listening to those few episodes or whatever, but yes. like, going forward, definitely, this is a, a gay as fuck kind of a platform for sure. <laughs> it is. We didn't plan it that way, but that's what's happening. Are you kidding me? I'm always intentional. <laughs> I'm gay <laughs> fuck everywhere. I go on purpose. <laughs> well, um, so in our last episode with Jessica, we were talking about 
uh, what was it? Soulmates. And uh, yeah, like I still had a lot to, to say about that. I felt like we didn't really dig in as deep as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. So just like some thoughts about that, just to wrap that up for now. Um, I was, she was saying that like, she was looking for somebody to have like all, to me, check all the boxes for her. And that was a person that she thought would be her soulmate. Mm -hmm. And I feel like why, I mean, that's, we, like, we should love ourselves so much that we don't, you know, like those are the things that we're checking out for ourselves. And, um, that I wanted to introduce the idea that we're our own soulmate. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so Dan, what do you think about soulmates? <clears throat> uh, well, I'm not, um, generally that's not my kind of, that's not the way I think about things. Um, you know, like this, everything's got like one plan to it and there's only one way to go. And so, you know, I think that you could have lots of different soulmates, you know, people that you really click with. I think you could take somebody who's not your soulmate and make them your soulmate, you know, you can grow into that. Um, but at the same time, there's also, I mean, I, you know, sometimes, sometimes things just seem like meant to be people you come across just like, that seems a little bit too, like someone did plan it out or there is something else like, mm. you know, um, <clears throat> like my wife and I, although obviously our relationship is changing, I mean, it definitely still feels like that's, you know, we're bonded in a way, you know, and came together at the right time at the right place, you know, had the same kind of issues to, you know, hook each other with. And uh, yeah, so I still feel that's like, you know, as going forward, that's not somebody that you know, I'm still going to have that kind of relationship with. Um, this uh, new relationship I'm in, I, again, I wouldn't use those words soulmate, but it also feels like, well, this is just kind of like, I don't know, it's like bizarre that I've just found this person in the way that I did and that we're very different and here we are together and it just seems to fit so well. So I still wouldn't, I'm not comfortable with that word soulmate, you know, like that someone out there just made one person just for you in the world of 8 billion people and you just happen to find them. I don't go, I don't like that terminology, yeah. that way of thinking. Um, uh, Cause yeah, I think it's like you, you, you have to put something into it. Soulmate, I think kind of implies that you just plop into it and then a person was made for you. And I don't think that's a good way to think about it. That someone's just made for you. Mm, okay what I'm getting it from, from you a little bit is that it almost seems like your idea or like the idea of a soulmate to you would be like one particular person. When I hear other people use that term. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's how I, other people for sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. Like in, in movies and rom-coms and things like that, the notion of a soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's what we were unpacking a little bit with Jessica last week was that she was feeling like, Oh, like, uh, I found that one person and then I don't talk to them anymore. And, uh, and, and I was saying like, well, the person, one person that I feel at this point is a soulmate of mine. I'm not even with them anymore. They're my ex. And, How'd that and happen? yeah, <laughs> how did that happen? I mean, I mean, that was just from left field. I'm so sorry. It was just a curious question. I wonder, yeah. because like, if you consider this person, your soulmate, then like, what like why wouldn't you want to stay in that situation yeah so the first thing i'll say is that uh gosh there's so many things to say about that sister i <laughs> i i think it's important to know when to move on mm. and and 
last week I said like, yes, that I still love that person. And when we got to a certain point and we started to, to check in with ourselves and say, are we still wanting to be in this relationship together? Is this you know, filling both of our cups? I think that we both uh, agreed that it wasn't and that we had to keep, we had to move, keep it moving, you know? Mm-hmm. And there were some things that I really wanted to do to love on myself and do some things that I've been always wanted to do. Like I, I wanted to move uh, to Portland. Uh, I wanted to uh, get to know the person that I was uh, seeing there in a deeper way and spend some more time together. Um, I wanted to, to follow my dreams and uh, do some things that we're doing now. And I felt like I was being really complacent where I was and that I needed to push myself outside of my comfort zone in order to do that. And so that goes back to uh, being my own soulmate. And being true to yourself, right? Like, yes. And, and by being your, your own soulmate, you do be true to your, you are true to yourself. Dan, um, what do you what think? What was I thinking? Uh, <laughs> yeah, just that the, yeah, the, the idea of soulmates, but I guess just expanding it, that you have lots of soulmates, you know, um, lots of potential soulmates for different aspects of, of yourself, you know? Um, and then, you know, at the same time, sometimes maybe people move on too, too much or too quickly because they never find, they're never finding enough. A person is never the perfect match for them and they're always looking for better. And so they never deepen into anything because they're just like going from one person to the next, like you said, kind of looking for somebody to hit all the boxes and fulfill them in some way that's never really going to happen. Um, and so I guess that's what I'm learning right now is just like, you know, you know, that process of deepening into things with one person, you know, as opposed to just the, uh, the fun of, of, uh, you know, a string of hookups <laughs> on my side, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think he's trying to take it there now, uh, hot mama. So, uh, take us away. <laughs> <laughs> where am I taking us? (laughs) Well, the first time that we talked to Stan, uh, he was talking about uh, his gay life before he met the man of mystery. Okay. And I wanted to live there for a moment. (laughs) (laughs) This is the part where it's good. My face isn't up there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody will see how red you've turned. But I'm just um, a super curious person, right? Like um, you mentioned bathhouses and like rooms filled with like filthy men and things like this, right? And also like drug use and things. And I wonder, like, um, I do not know very much at all about the gay community. And I wondered what that was like before um, for you before you settled into where you're at now. Like, can you elaborate on that part of your life a little bit more? Like, um, what, like, what the fuck is a bathhouse? Um, well, uh, I've been to a few and they're all kind of similar. So it's usually like, there's a, you, usually there are places that you drive by and you would never recognize. They don't say outside bathhouse. It'll just be like an address on a sign. That's usually all it has. And it's not an undescript door. So there could be one in your neighborhood that you don't, you don't know who lives next to. Um, but I guess if you watch the door long enough and see who goes in and out, you'll eventually <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, there's usually like um, 
locker, like a locker area, like, like a gym would have, um, showers, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, some have pools, like indoor pools, outdoor pools, hot tubs. Um, some have like a weight room in them. I've seen some with the weight room. Um, and then there's usually like individual like rooms you can rent, like that are sometimes about the size of a closet, sometimes a little larger, just with like a bed and like a TV usually in them. Mm-hmm. And there's just usually like group kind of areas um, that can look different in different places, but like, um, uh, you know, relatively dimly lit like rooms or just series of like interconnecting hallways. Um, I, yeah. Can I, can yeah. I add some things here, Stan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you painted a really beautiful picture of this like uh, gym like setting with like cleanliness and I, I got to take us there. Sister, they're fucking hot as hell. And uh, there's a lot of stuff that I can't even describe. You just have to like, you you can't go inside because you're a woman, right? But uh, maybe Wait, there's-, there's- okay. I would like to just want one little caveat this. What? One time, because like bathhouses, I used to avoid because technically you're supposed to just walk around naked with a towel on and I'm yeah. kind of self-conscious. And I didn't really like that. So I kind of avoided them for a long time. And then I realized, you, didn't, you know, maybe you don't really need to do that. And I ended up or one day and walked around in the shorts and a t-shirt and it was fine. No one cared and other people, you know, and the only time I've ever been to one where someone, there's an employee stopped me once and she, and it was a woman. And I was like, why is there a woman working in this bathhouse and she was like oh you need to be naked and I kind of chuckled like oh you're joking with me she's like no you need to take off your clothes (laughs) I was like okay all right all right I just want to say for all the um, listeners out there before we started recording Stan took off his shirt for us because he wanted to show us that he was wearing a tank top just like me right now and then he put it back on And I mean, uh, that says a lot. Um, and it, it, so it reminded me about your, uh, your, what you just said right now with the bathhouse. Yes, um, it's fun to be naked as fuck and just walk around. And then it's like you're in a grocery store and you're like picking out like what you want to like taste. You might taste some grapes <clears throat> over there in the steam room or you might have some uh, eggplant um, at the, glo- the glory holes. Who knows? Like just go fucking uh, go crazy. Okay, so I am um, wondering something uh, because, like, maybe it's just the type of anywho. I wonder, as far as like testing goes and stuff, like, is everybody tested before they go into these bathhouses, or is that something that's just like you kind of enter at your own risk? Oh, it's definitely enter at your own risk. Don't you wouldn't trust anything anyone did or said. Oh. Yeah, um, and what do you? What kind of testing are you talking about? Uh, like for just, STIs, like yeah. Like no mental health tasks over. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that might be a little bit better even than STI. You might need both of those tests. <laughs> yes. Mental health screening, STI, you know, physical, <laughs> all the usual tests. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I just wonder because if you're just casually hooking up with people and stuff, is it up to you to be safe then? And okay. Yes. What are some things that you've done to be safer, Stan? Um, well, generally most of my life, there was not, you know, I was sticking to fairly safe activities like, you know, oral, that kind of stuff. Um, and then once I, I came out and it was like more active, I definitely, you know, went on prep. Um, and in those moments, like when I went to back to bathhouses and was a little bit more free with stuff, I would actually like take, um, there's a few weekends, you know, I would take, um, 
uh, doxycycline like ahead of time, like okay. and during that moment, just to, like prevent the possibility of things when I was, you know, in that oh. you know, environment. You have to back it up <laughs> a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so not well-versed at all in this. Okay. And so you said that you would take something beforehand. What'd you take? What? Uh, doxycycline, you know, it's an antibiotic. It's like the one they give you oftentimes if you get end up with chlamydia or gonorrhea. Um, so you would take or, antibiotics beforehand just to make sure that you're- well, Yeah, at that time. So it's like doxypep is what you'd call it if you were okay. looking it up online. Um, and I don't know how effective that is or not, but I did that and I never ended up with anything. So, I mean- There's a couple things here, sister, that I want you to know and our audience to know. Um, maybe mom's friends listening to me right now. And she's like, what the fuck uh, about the gay world? Um, PrEP um, is a like is a type of uh, medication you can take daily um, to um, not uh, get HIV um, if you have unprotected sex. And Thank so that's you. something that's new um, in the last, what, like five or six years, I don't know. Um, and so... Um, if, and, and people, um, like your health is really important, right? So, um, people that have, have HIV, most people that I know that have HIV, um, are undetectable. So, um, you can't um, find that, uh, in, in their, like, they can't pass it on to you if they're undetectable, but you have to do what you, you can to protect yourself. So Stan was talking about taking different medication, uh, before, um, maybe after or on the daily, which is prep, right. And, uh, and then you do things that are like at your comfort level, right? Like you might not be giving somebody head in the glory hole, but you might get it, you know, like, or you might just watch and you just might like really get off on like watching somebody do that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that could be your experience. Um, another thing to talk about holes inside what? these bathrooms. <laughs> yes. I'm hella jealous. How can you have <laughs> fun stuff? What the fuck? There's girls, uh, girls aren't allowed in these bathhouses. Well, there was one working at uh, the one that Stan went to. Was she trans? I don't think so. Mm. No. I thought that was an odd job. Odd job for her to go get. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I kind of want to apply. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, there's one, like, an hour away from you. Like, uh, hit it up and see if they'll hire you. <laughs> I, I can pick up something on the weekends, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's, that, that's the one where the girl was at, actually. The one that's near you. Totally. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh shit. That's really interesting. Okay. So my takeaway so far from our, our conversations here is that, um, there are, uh, medications that you guys maybe take beforehand to prepare yourselves from uh, things. And there's something called prep and is that the actual name of the medication or that's just the term there. Go ahead, Stan. Yeah. There's a couple different, like, um, brand names. I think Truvada is one. I forget the name of the other. The I, I can't think of the uh, generic name off the top of my head, but it's two different uh, medications together in the pill. Um, but usually PrEP is just like the shorthand for, you know, um, daily HIV prevention medication. Okay. Okay. So I'm just being super duper clear one for myself and two, maybe there's a listener that can actually like really benefit from this conversation. So that's why I just wanted to be super duper clear. Yeah. Uh, if you have uh, medical insurance, you can get a prescription from your doctor. If Ooh. you don't, there are places like Planned Parenthood that will offer it for people. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're being sexually active at a, a bathhouse or anywhere really for that matter, and it's unprotected, meaning like without a condom, 
uh, prep is something that will protect you and your partners. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Cool. I appreciate you diving into bathhouses a bit. Um, I really had no idea. And let me tell you real fast what comes to mind when I think of bathhouses. Okay. And this might be um, horrible, but you guys seen that documentary about that one guy. What was his name? The serial killer. Dahmer. Yeah. Dahmer. So he went to bathhouses, right? Is that like an accurate depiction? Did you guys see that or no? I didn't see that. No. I didn't watch that either. Why are you filling your brain with that shit? (laughs) (laughs) I had to after a while. Like I was like, let me just see. And then it was interesting for sure. But that uh, guy went to some bathhouses and it was like um, definitely like kind of like a hole in the wall type of place where it didn't look like anything from the street. And it was real steamy and like um, kind of like a, like um humid almost I got the feeling that it was like real humid inside there and um yeah so that was just kind of the idea that came into my head when you mentioned so what other things um were fun of your of your dating life beforehand that I want to know about like tell me all your your you know the gay fun stuff like (laughs) (laughs) um well there's also there's you know bathhouse there's there's a sex club I used to go to which is different and that was like because girls were allowed right no no there, are no, there are those kinds. You still weren't allowed. Okay. Um, okay. But this one did there was no there was no pool, no sauna, no workout room. You people kept their clothes on, walked around. But again, it was like, you know, kind of public rooms, uh different differently lit, some kind of really dark kind of rooms. Mm-hmm. Again, kind of just like little rooms you could go in and kind of close, close a door like a stall. Um Ooh. there was an outdoor like fire pit. People just go outside, hang out, smoke, you know. Um and yeah, so I like that place, you know, because again, it was like, there's something for me, I, there's something sexy about people being enclosed. Like when you're already naked, you've got, it's like, you've already like took away a lot of the fun already. You know, yeah, like, yeah. It's like you get a birthday present. It's supposed to be wrapped, right? You know, it's like, there's something missing, you know, <laughs> some, some sort of surprise. In the, expectation. In the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I like that. Um, I like, I, I just like the atmosphere, like the walking around, the just the sometimes making eye contact with somebody, just being in the atmosphere, you know, being around a bunch of men who are also okay being with a bunch of men and just like the acceptance that kind of comes in that thing. I also like the, um, as opposed to online stuff, you know, it's like if you, you go through all that trouble, you drive across town, you meet up somebody, maybe they're not the right best match for you. And you kind of end up having like an okay time, but you kind of go home kind of like, eh, that was a waste of my night. Or again, you show up and they're like, it's such a bad, you know, scene that you just end up walking away from it. And then you go home and you've kind of ruined your whole night going to like a group place. It's like, you get a hundred options. Like you might get rejected by 20 guys, but there's five guys you didn't get rejected by so it just it just makes it like you know you're gonna have a good night you know what I mean like it's like you know and I think that also really helped me going to those places and getting rejected like got me to like get over that a little bit like it's okay like of course you're gonna get rejected like I I don't want to be with everybody like I'm gonna reject people for different reasons they're gonna reject me for certain reasons that's totally okay and most and almost always I've never had that be done in a horrible way you know, it's like most of that communication is like in those places is nonverbal. It's like eye contact or not, or looking away or walking away. It's like, you know, and it's mostly understood that that's going to happen. And I've, you know, mostly don't get, I haven't really run into like 
people having horrible attitudes for the most part. Mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking about a lot of body language and um, it's definitely really steamy and humid sister. Uh, and I was thinking about one time when I was showering and uh, then some like guy came up and like was watching me and he showered next to me and that was pretty hot. And that was enough for me at that moment. But then he tried to like, like, you know how, like when you shake someone's hand, he tried to like touch my dick. And then I was like, like, like there was some like back the fuck up buddy. And, uh, and don't touch my dick. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so you have to like, yeah, there's a lot of body language that uh, happens there. That's nonverbal where you just like, you don't have to say, it. and usually people will listen. Yeah, I did have just one one bad incident. Like I was, you know, with somebody, and there was some like older guy next to me. And he just reached over and like just grabbed my nipple and yanked the shit out of it. And I was wow. like, "What the fuck?" And I hit the guy's hand away, and they just like ignored he was there. And then like twenty seconds later, he did the same. He did it again. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, like that. That was the only bad experience I had. But it was like it was kind of like a little eye opening too, as a man, to be like, because this guy was probably like sixty, and it was like kind of, I don't know, there's a certain generational gap there where men just, I think, used to be a little bit more free to do whatever the hell they wanted with anybody they wanted at any time, you know? Um, and so it, I guess gave me just a little bit insight to sometimes maybe what women of a certain generation had to put up with, you know, mm. in terms of those kind of things. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Stan, you said something that made me want to jump over to a different topic. And Uncle Mickey, you could stop me and take me back wherever you want. But if you want to roll with this, let's go. So Stan, you mentioned uh, enjoying like the bathhouse scene as opposed to like uh, apps or things because of how you can just use kind of like body language as opposed to like wasting time um, on a whole day, you know, traveling to meet somebody, maybe uh, trying to make conversation to even uh, get started talking to them. And it made me think of our girl, uh, Felicia, and her uh, recent um, text to you, Uncle Miggy, with the, um, the, how was your day and how are you doing? And is that a whack question or not? And is that okay to bring us here or there now or should we wait a moment? Yes. And like, gosh, what a way to like weave us there. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what I was thinking when he was talking about the apps, you know, like I thought to myself, like, because I know I did like a short little stint on um, like dating apps and stuff. And uh, I, I wondered the same question. So I don't want to go first, Stan. All right. <laughs> Uncle Miggy. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm going to pull up my text because I, I need some context to share with everybody. And Felicia, I know you're listening. And I don't think that you mind that I'm sharing this uh, because we're getting to know everybody so intimately. All right. This is the text from Felicia. Bro, how are you? How was your day? as intro questions are a fucking pet peeve. Like, please be more engaging and creative. Those are so fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> and and so uh, basically she was saying that like on chatting or apps or on like texting that she doesn't really like people to ask her those questions. Uh, and I have my thoughts on that. And before I answer that and share my thoughts, I'm really curious about what you think about that, Stan. About needing to be interesting on naps? Yeah, like, 
Um, mm-hmm. Like, is that a question that you would ask somebody? Or if somebody asked you that question, would you just block them and like be on with your day? Uh, it depends what they look like. <laughs> <laughs> let's be let's be real. <laughs> All right. And I, the, you know, the same thing goes with women. Like they say, right, that sexual harassment is when the man is ugly. You know, that's, mm. you know. Um, so the thing is, you know, I, so I, when I heard you read that, I figured, I, you know, I, my original thought was like, there is, there is that advantage of being gay that you don't have to deal with. Like, there's that, you know, in, in, in straight things where the man has to like perform, like he's got to send you an interesting enough, a question, like you're, you're instantly on, you know, you're on the, um, he's having to woo, he's having to do something, you know, you're dancing around trying to get her attention. And when it's just men and men, we're all equal on the same page. Like we don't have to quite do it the same way. That's how I feel. Um, I'm trying to woo you right now. I'm wearing a tank top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We woo in a different, it's a different way. Um, So yeah, I, I've had all sorts of conversations start off all different ways. I've had it, you know, hey, I've responded to people that say, hey, I've responded to people that say, how's your day? I, it just depends what mood I'm in, I guess. Um, and usually it's more like what the follow-up is to that, you know, because I definitely have had, you know, text, you know, on, online where it seems like, I mean, he's responding to me, so he must be interested enough to continue to respond. But like after the 10th thing where I'm writing a paragraph and being fairly witty and interesting, and he's giving like two word responses, like by the fifth or sixth time, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm done. I'm going to move on because this is not, I, he's not giving me anything to like actually, you know, participate with. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it's not the first thing that throws me off. It's, you know, it's like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, back and forth that, you know, I get a lot of information from, you know, is this, is this someone that can just be friendly? Can it be interesting? Can we talk about other things? Um, and usually I, 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 I would try and meet people pretty quickly, you know? So I didn't spend a lot of time chatting online. Like some people do that for like weeks or months, you know? And um, uh, I would always try and like meet pretty quickly, like for a drink, for a walk, um, exchange uh, phone numbers. Um, Cause that seemed to weed out a lot of the problems. Like the people that aren't going to give you your number, it's just usually a, is a waste of time. The people that don't want to meet for a drink first or something like that usually is a waste of time too. And then I, I did put myself occasionally a couple of times and, you know, just showing up someplace where it was really an off situation and being like, Oh, I don't want to do that again. I don't want to put myself in that kind of weird situation. I don't want to show up to someone's house. I'm, I want to, you know, meet and have a drink first and like verify that you're like, you know, not that you are who you say you are <laughs> and that you're a reasonable person. And then we can like plan to, you know, what we want to do after that. Stan doesn't waste any time. I'm just saying. So this is how he reached out to me. He like said, Hey, um, he, I think you maybe even said, how's it going? But then he's followed up with a picture to like, let me know like, Oh, he's sexy. And so, yes, it depends how they look because at that point I was like, okay, like he can ask me anything he wants to. (laughs) And, And within like what, like an hour or two, we were taking a walk and we were getting to know each other. And so I appreciated that about you, Stan. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like, I, that's something I appreciate. I appreciate people that like, I'm, we're all different. You know, some people are very careful kinds of people. I'm not, I like to jump into things and that's, that's stuff that that's definitely going to make me know if it's a match right off the beginning. If it's someone that's too, too careful that we're we're probably not a good match for each other. Yeah, that's true. I like that. 
I like that a lot. So, so it seems like uh, to you, it's not necessarily a whack question or questions, but it's more whack down the line. Um, the further they kind of just leave you with these one or two answers. Yeah, because I mean, anyone can go on this line this, online at this point and just put in like chat GPT, what are good opening lines on Tinder, you know, and give you like a list of 30 good, you know, shit to th- say. So I think having a good one-liner is not really that impressive these days, you know, especially because people can try it out thousands of times online and get it right, you know. So it's more like your conversational ability, I guess. Mm-hmm. What's your best pickup line? <laughs> I do not. I have no, you know, you know good. me, I have none. none. So today I was actually uh, finding myself texting this woman that I'm interested in. And um, I was talking with our sister while I was like texting this uh, woman back because I was like, I don't know what to say. Like, I have no game. Like, I don't know. And she's like, you don't need to have game. Like, just be yourself. And I said, well, I'm very weird and I come on super strong. So I don't know if she's if she's going to fuck with me. And then my sister reminded me that like anybody who doesn't like you for your authentic self or thinks need to come on too strong, maybe they're not a really good person for you to be like trying to chat it up with anyways. And I was like, you know what? I really like that because I definitely found myself like trying to like woo her or like not necessarily run game on her, but finding something clever to say like as opening line and stuff. And it was like, it's not that serious. I could just be like, Hey, I peeped you on Instagram how you been or something, you know what I mean? Like, like something that I would uh, originally say. So I could totally see myself just asking like, so how was your day today? Or, you know, like how you been to me, those aren't very whack questions. All right. But going on their Instagram is a little stalkerish. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it because um, I definitely did. I didn't know that she had an Instagram. And then uh, when our sister showed us, uh, showed me her Instagram, I was like, fucking follow and she is so bad she made me fucking sweaty I was like whoo let me just relax here for a second and then I took a couple deep breaths and then I sent the text message and it was definitely something like oh hey I seen you on Instagram and maybe that is a little uh creepy and and stalkerish and maybe I am (laughs) maybe you are um I'm just giving you shit sister and uh I do it all the time we're, I, I want to make sure that we get to some things that are going on in Stan's life because we just threw like we threw some curveballs at you today and we asked you about gay bathhouses and then we took the conversation in a whole nother direction. But there are some big things that are happening in your life right now. And one of them is behind you. Tell us about what's going on. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. So I just, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, just like my, you know, my, my relationship, my family relationship has been changing and we've been having more, you know, having more boundaries a little bit. Um, so just, you know, kind of separating and, and figuring out what relationship me and my my wife are going to have, um, you know, because it, it's, it's hard to define. It's not like I think we are doing something that's, you know, it's we're it's staying together in a lot of ways, um, separating others. Um, so we're 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 more than friends, but we're also not you know, I still oftentimes, we're still married and we still say husband and wife, but we were, there's this awkwardness with that. Like, we know that's not, it's, it's, I don't want to introduce people and be like, here's my wife, but we also don't have another word for what we are yet. (laughs) You know, we tried to brainstorm, like what, what would be the right word for this? Um, um, And so it's just, yeah, we're kind of just, it's just, 
it's always just evolving. Um, I mean, things have happened pretty fast, but um, it's nice that we didn't have to do what a lot of people do in any sort of like breakup, which is just to like have a, you know, a really fast and hard break. It's, um, we still like each other. We still have all this experience together. We have a family together that we want to respect. But so, yeah, we just, you know, we're not, we're no longer like sharing the same bedroom, um, you know, just th things like that. So you moved out of your bedroom that you shared with your wife for a long time. Yes. Mm -hmm. How's it feel? Um, it's, it is, I mean, there's that part it's good. You know, it's like, I can put my stuff where I want it, <laughs> you know, in a relationship that's all compromised. Right. And you do that for so long, you kind of lose sight of like how much on both sides you probably compromise. And so sometimes it's nice to reset and be like, what is it that I like? And where, do, you know, who, you know, who am I again? Kind of stuff. Um, so I think it's kind of nice giving each other that a little bit more space that way. Um, and I think it's going to be continue to be nice to kind of separate, not, you know, cause there, I mean, again, there is, there's a, a lot comes with a relationship in terms of compromising mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily have to compromise in those ways anymore. We can still be great friends, but maybe not have as many have to compromise as much, which I think we'll both maybe appreciate over time, you know? Um, uh, there, um, I'm going to jump in and then I see you something, you have something on the tip of your tongue, sister. Okay. Uh, Stan, when I broke up with my uh, ex, I didn't know what to call him either. And it felt weird to call him my ex. That mm -hmm. feels so like, it doesn't feel like the kind of love that we share. Mm -hmm. And, and then I didn't know, I used to call him my fiance. Like, I didn't know what the fuck to call him. And so I just started calling him by his name. And whenever mm -hmm. I was in like a, a setting introducing to anybody, I'd just be like, this is, this is him. And, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name. We'll call him L baby. This is L baby. And uh, and that worked okay. You know, like, uh, mm -hmm. there's still some old neighbors that are wondering, like, what the fuck's going on? Like, they're so nosy. And they they still want, want to call me his fiance. And that's fine. Uh, it kind of makes us chuckle. Um, <laughs> but it'll take some time for you to figure out what that is uh, with with your wife. Yeah, and that, that I think that is true. Like, I, my, my boyfriend has asked, I mean, I, I don't do it or remember it all the time. But he's like, could you could you call her by her name instead of like your wife? Just you know, it, it helps him. <laughs> yeah. Know, I understand. Yeah. Mm, interesting. So what's on the tip of my tongue here is I am thinking, um, and you can be like, <clears throat> it's none of our business or not, but I wonder like, what is, cause don't you guys have a, a kid at home still? Yes. I do still have one kid at home. Okay, cool. And then I wondered like, do they ask questions as far as like why mommy and daddy aren't in the same room anymore? Or is that like something that's just kind of like, Oh, no biggie. No, no. Um, I mean, we told the ones that are the older ones that that's what we did. And that obviously makes sense to them. And I think um, the other child, you know, just, I mean, he knows the situation. Um, and so it just was kind of a natural evolution. And so there wasn't really questions about it. Mm, so he knows that, <clears throat> excuse me, that you guys are like in other relationships, but still working on your relationship. Oh, yes. Like he's, he's met my, 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 God, my boyfriend. My my heart always beats so fucking big for you and your family. I swear, like what you no. got going on is so wholesome, cut it out. So everybody yeah. is on board with this. Everybody is in on the in and they yeah. 
so supportive of you guys living your most authentic, true selves. And oh my God, I'm going to cry probably right now. Yeah, no, we've met all together since that one time we've met and we've hung out socially together and um, we all, you know, everyone likes each other. And uh, yeah, we, you know, like, um, yeah, just, you know, we've gone, I've gone on hikes with him and my son, you know, um, out to lunch, you know, shopping, different, you know, just normal activities. And just here at the house, hanging out, making dinner together, oh eating God. lunch together here. <laughs> That's that really sweet. Literally made me cry seriously right now. Like just that dynamic of open honesty and like, n- like no fear of uh, being rejected. Like, holy fuck, that is wild. That is so beautiful, Stan. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was important for both of us, for my wife, especially like with our kids especially the younger one to like this yeah to, to, like you won't just do something one day and family just leaves you like we're family we're like not we're not breaking up in that sense things change but we're not you know um because I think that's you know I know divorce is hard on kids and I think that's a lot of it is that it's just that suddenly like people love each other and suddenly they don't anymore and how you feel unsafe like what does that mean if you can just unlove somebody all of a sudden um and I know that happens I mean but right if you don't have to have that happen, it's good to not do that. And we didn't, you know, we didn't, we didn't need to do that. So I'm glad she didn't. Somebody give hot mama a tissue. <laughs> I know. Give me a minute. Jeez. <laughs> this Ooh. might be the first time that I'm PMSing. I don't know. <laughs> no, this oh, is really is. wholesome. Okay. <laughs> I, I do think that's really special what you have at home, Stan. Uh, it's not something that I think everyone is capable of doing. Um, and so it says a lot about the connection that you have and what you're trying to continue to like build in your home. Um, that's really special. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now that my glasses are clean, (laughs) (laughs) you're fogging it up over there. (laughs) That was intense. Yeah. Uh, there's so much more that we have uh, that we want to uh, talk about, but we don't have any more time. <laughs> it was good to see you guys again, both of you. Likewise. Um, it would be better if you didn't have that shirt on next time. But oh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. I'll, I'll, I'll end it with the shirt off. How's Please oh, take off that take shirt. Off, yes. Oh, don't even. Oh, my God. He's flexing now. <laughs> Cut it out. I am telling your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you cut yourself a new girlfriend. You better stop it. No, <laughs> Dan, that is such a great way to end this episode. Thank you for taking your shirt off for us and matching me with this tank top. We love you. (laughs) You guys have a good night. You too. Well, that's a wrap for now. Tune in next week for your dose of the love fix. And if any of you lovers out there want to give us the deets on your latest date or tell us something that you enjoyed about today's episode, email us at thelovefix at gmail.com. Remember, that's triple X. Like Auntie Rue says, if we can't love ourselves, then how the hell are we going to love someone else?